I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Holtzcast. Cole Petum here as always. We're back for another opposition match preview. It's always good to have these back on the podcast feed. Of course, we have Dave from Talking Wolves at Talking Wolves on Twitter. So Dave, how you doing? I'm very well. I'm very well, mate. How are you? Uh, not too bad. Not too bad at all. Um, of course, we do play Wolverhampton Wanderers at Molyneux on Saturday. It's a 730 a.m. kickoff for me here in Canada, Eastern Standard Time Zone, wherever you are. If you're in that time zone, it sucks. If you're in, say, California, it's probably even worse. So um, commiserations to us. Of course, it's uh, 12.30 p.m., so lunchtime kickoff in the U.K. So I'm sure you guys will be a little bit more joyous about that than us. But nonetheless, uh, Dave, getting on to Wolves first and foremost here, what are your thoughts on your season so far? Uh, it's been an interesting one so far. It's been... Um... Little bit inconsistent from Wolves, been a little bit up and down. Uh, you know, there's games where I think we're quite surprised we've managed to get three points, and there's games that fans will be disappointed that we haven't got anything out of. So, yeah, the, you know, it's been a, it's been okay. I think it could have been a lot better for Wolves, but again, could have been a lot worse at the same time. So, you know, with with the situation, with the lack of preparation at the start of the season as well. Uh, you know, our team had less than one week together for pre-season. So, you know, the fact that we, we've got, a, you know, we're, we're sat in an OK position at the moment. Um, I think I think some I think, think some fans will be satisfied. But like I say, I think uh, others will be expecting us or should have, uh, well, would have expected us to do a lot better. Oh, for sure. And I think at this point, of course, because it was kind of obvious last season, your aim was arguably champions league. I, I, I think especially near mm-hmm. the end, it was a possibility. And then of course uh, things happen. It didn't go your way. Is it kind of now with kind of how quick and how quickly you guys, you guys have kind of reached the height that wolves have had. Is it kind of managing expectations now kind of thing? Yeah, I think that's what it is really. I think, you know, I think people are disappointed because like you say, we've had, we had two early seasons, our first two seasons back in the premier league. And we've, we've, you know finished seventh both times and last season like you say we were so close and we probably should have got you know top six again and it was our own fault really we were dropping too many points after the restart um but i think now you know because we've done so well uh, fans are expecting us to do that well and better this season so it's quite difficult and, and like i said earlier with a lack of preparation and with what's going on like there's so many crazy results like you'll know villa you know smashing liverpool a number of weeks ago but then you've probably lost games this season where you felt like how on earth have we lost that and i think i think that's the same for every team this season and i think that's what, what's happened with walls like we've beaten arsenal you know we've beaten a couple of tough teams and then we're, we're dropping points to others like newcastle and we're thinking like you know, what's going on? I think a lot of Wolves fans expected or are expecting top six, top seven again to try and get us back into European football. But I just don't know what to expect. I couldn't even predict a league winner at the moment as well. The season is just so crazy. 
Oh, 100%. I mean, heck, with us, I wasn't predicting the start we had, to be honest, especially after last season. <laughs> yeah. um, I was not predicting that whatsoever. And then you do have Villa fans and other fan bases kind of coming out and saying, oh, you know what? They could get European football. I'm thinking, whoa, whoa, whoa. How did we go from literally a goal saving us from relegation to think we're going to get in the Europa League or somehow miracles happen with the Champions League? So, again, like you said there, it's all about managing expectation. But specifically with Wolves, I'm kind of interested in it because, like I said before, how quickly you guys have risen from um, this kind of quick Portuguese movement, quickly moving up the championship in one season, getting promoted, and then, like you said, uh, two seventh-place finishes in a row, and then last season as well. So, like, in your mind, kind of where do you expect Wolves to finish this year, and what are you really expecting? Because I know, I think there was a lot of, of course, there's a lot of buzz always in every transfer window with every club, but um, I think a lot of people kind of outside of your fan base were expecting a few players to move on of course he has Jaw to move on to Liverpool and then there is links with Jimenez moving as well but where do you kind of sit with all that yeah I think I think the transfer window wasn't 100% disastrous I think you know from from the Wolves point of view I think uh, fans probably expected maybe one or two more high profile signings and we didn't really get that um, you know the Jota transfer at the time seemed okay business for both teams I think you know we hadn't quite had a consistent season last year for Wolves and he'd sort of gone down the pecking order and obviously £45 million for a player that was sort of third choice winger at the time or fourth choice winger at the time, you know, felt good business. Um, obviously, he started off really, really well for Liverpool, which is a little bit annoying from our point of view. But at the same time, you know, at the time we got decent money for him. Um, obviously, we lost Matt Doherty as well, who's quite a major player. Uh, but we we sort of replaced him with Nelson Semedo from Barcelona. So, like I said, I think I think fans expected some more high profile signings in terms of where we'll finish this season or where we're hoping to finish. Like I said earlier, I think I think the board and the club would probably want to see us get back into European football again for next season. Um, whether that, well, you know, whether that be through the league, I think that's probably you know the way they'd want to do it. So that means you know top six or top seven again. Uh, but with how we're going at the moment, I, I just don't know. We've really got to hit some sort of consistency. We've got such a tricky run now. Before Christmas, we've got yourselves. We've still got Chelsea, Spurs, Manchester United, all to play before the new year. So it's going to be a really, really tricky run now between now and uh, sort of Christmas and uh, early January. So we've got some tough games, but yeah, it's it, it's going to be difficult. But I think that's that's what the board want, really. But you know, I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit more. We've had injuries like the major ones are Jimenez. So you know, we've we've lost our main main source of goals there as well. So it, it's going to be up to Wolves really to see how we can replace that uh, and how we can approach games to win matches. Oh, exactly. And yeah, we'll get to that in a moment. Like that's perfectly well said. Like it's a really tough one because even looking at our standpoint as well, I, I, and I mean, it kind of goes with any Premier League club. I really. You could say any professional football league, really, whoever kind of manages a tricky, I guess I should say whoever plays uh, during the Christmas period, because of course certain countries don't, but definitely in the Premier League, essentially whoever manages it the best is going to come out the best, arguably, so in the strongest. So there's going to be a lot of rotation for a lot of clubs. It's going to be interesting, especially for us, because our bench is still so championship it's actually unreal um but nonetheless uh let's get on to it, it is a shame things are bigger than football you do have people on social media be absolute knobs about things like this and injuries and stuff and they can just mm-hmm. kind of go to the bin in my opinion but nonetheless of course your main man striker Jimenez of course a, a nasty head injury which 
Still, I don't know how even David Luiz continued playing and they allowed that. That's still a shock to me. Yeah. But aside from that whole kind of thing, kind of thoughts on the injury, where do you think that leaves you? And what can, I guess, Villa fans expect on Saturday with your uh, striking force? Yeah, so obviously, like you say, a really nasty injury for Jimenez went on to sort of, well, it was, uh, you know, he fractured his skull. So no return date yet on that. Walls haven't sort of put, put down any return date. I think, you know, they're hoping... Um, that he, he might be back in physical training uh, sooner rather than later, which would be great. But, you know, I think we can at least write him off for the next two or three months. So that is still a massive part of the season without our key striker. Um, our other only striker really is Fabio Silva, young 18-year-old, actually our record transfer, but, you know, not really, you know, had much first-team football. I was really surprised that he didn't play against Liverpool uh, or, or didn't start rather. You know, he came on eventually, but I think I was really surprised that he didn't start and I think he will against Aston Villa. I think he'll start against Villa because, you know, tried, uh, I think, Pedro Neto up front against uh, Liverpool or, you know, or the front three of Adama, Neto and Pedence and all, rotation, uh, all rotating and sort of uh, moving around the pitch and it just didn't quite work out. So I fully expect Fabio Silva to come in and be sort of the focal point for Wolves on Saturday. But where it leaves us, I don't know. Wolves really do have to come up with some ideas and... Uh, like I said earlier, if you know Wolves need to think about the, what they're going to do and how they're going to replace him, and as I think, are they going to rely on Fabio Silva, or are we going to have to dip dip into the January transfer market and sign a short term striker? I don't know, but yeah, that definitely need to. Uh, that's something we need to look at because we haven't really got a main source of goals at the moment. Yeah, I mean, it, it's and I, I feel kind of bad saying it, but it's almost good news. Someone like that is. Of course, you don't want those circumstances, but when they're that good and they can be that clinical, it's it's good to see them off the team sheet, at least from our perspective, of course, like I said, not in those yeah, circumstances. Course, yeah, yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, even for us, I mean, we're, we're missing Ross Barkley and we've kind of been missing him for the last few games and it's evident to see. I mean, the pressure is always on Jack Grealish, but when you have someone like Barkley yeah. in there as well, it, it takes so much pressure off. And it, like I've said before, I don't know how many podcasts so far, him target and Barkley the way they link up on the left it's been uh, something to watch and something a lot of teams especially in the top six have really struggled with this season so um, that's going to be a miss there I guess kind of wait to see what we do there does her hand stay in uh, do we bring in Traore do we mix things up move Jack in the middle it's it's kind of all over the place with us as well so it's going to be interesting to see how both clubs really match up because to be honest we kind of have I don't know, just kind of a shot in the dark at the moment. But nonetheless, what are your kind of thoughts on Villa's season so far? I mean, we've briefly touched on it, and I know we've kind of been all over the place. But from an opposition point of view, what are your thoughts? I was amazed at how how well they'd started. You know, we've obviously you guys just about staying up uh, last season. Um, I, I know right at the end of last season as well, there were like whispers of possibly another like another manager coming in. But obviously, Dean Smith kept you up, um, and. Uh, I, I honestly thought it might have been another one of those seasons for you guys, but you started off so well, started off really, really well. And I thought, surely not. Surely Villa can't be, you know, <laughs> better in what Wolves have been doing over the last two years. But, uh, you know, I can appreciate now you've had a couple of injuries. The form's dipped very, very slightly. Um, but, you know, I think I think you've already done enough that, you know, you're not, I don't mean you'll be in, in trouble for the rest of the season, you know, if you can just keep some sort of form up. Uh, for the remainder of the year now, I think you should be you should be okay, really. But you know, the, like I said earlier, the season is just so crazy at the moment. You, it, it, it's so hard to predict most results 
I think any team can go into any game. We saw it last weekend, Crystal Palace against West Brom, scoring, you know, five goals. I think Benteke scoring a number of goals, which shocked everyone. We've seen, obviously, you guys smash Liverpool. You know, we've seen a number of big results. So, yeah, at the moment, nothing surprises me in the league. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a crazy one so far. Yeah, and like we said before, um, it, for definitely for both of our clubs, it's all about managing those expectations. I mean, for us, yeah. one of our biggest gripes last season was where we just couldn't get a string of games together. And, of course, we started the season like that, but now we've kind of started a weird pattern of, okay, hot streak of form here. We go into international break. We lose two. We win the last one against Arsenal. We come out again. We lose two, and this is the third one. So it's almost like, is this going to be – kind of a, a little bit of a pattern. Thank God there's not an inter, another international break for a little bit because I don't think I could handle that pattern if that was true for too much longer. Yeah. So, yeah, so our last four, I think, way matches, we've won three of them, of course. The last loss was against West Ham, and I mean, I'm not going to get into VAR stuff, of course, but I think there's a lot to be said <laughs> about that for every fan base, and I, I don't want to get too much onto it because I'll probably just lose my mind again. But kind of... Going from the Wolves' perspective, when you look at Villa, what's your, I wouldn't say your biggest fear, but what's your biggest concern? Oh, I mean, it's got to be, it's got to be Jack Grealish. I think he's, he's the man, but even Ollie Watkins, Ollie Watkins has really surprised me with how, how many goals he's already scored. Um, I thought, again, he was going to be, with the amount of money Villa spent, you know, I thought, you know what, that is a lot of money to spend. And I thought, you know, could he be one of those striker uh, championship strikers that struggled to make the the step up? But he's done okay. He scored a good amount of goals already. Same with Pat, Patrick Bamford from Leeds. To be fair, I thought Leeds would really annoyingly struggle, uh, <laughs> playing him. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I think Ollie Watkins. But Grealish, you know, I think any team in the Premier League would take Grealish. I think anyone that doesn't rate him as a footballer obviously hasn't watched him or is obviously very jealous of him because I think he's a very talented footballer. Even for England, you know, he's he's um made massive strides and you know played well for England whenever he's had the chance as well so yeah I think that's the that that's the main man to watch for Wolves and the main player to watch so yeah Grealish he's, 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 I think he's been the name on most people's lips for a number of years especially when Villa were at the top flight even when he broke into the first team so I think uh, Aston Villa are very lucky that he's managed you know they managed to pin him down to another contract and that he's still at the club and uh, yeah as long as he he's at the club I think they'll do okay yeah, I think I can't remember who the Spurs player was, but I know we were still in the championship and Spurs were offering like I think it was like 15, 20 million plus. I can't remember who it was, um, but I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah. thank God we did not do that now. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, he's our everything. And I, like a lot of people will say a one man team. And yeah, that is pretty well true. Um, hopefully it kind of evolves above that. It has a little bit this season, but kind of wait to see what happens there. But if I flip it to the Wolves perspective, I mean, you never really know when you come off a loss, like, can you, how much do you really evaluate a loss to Liverpool? Of course, they're still the champions. They're defending champions. They're, they're still going to win some games. They're still going to win some games handily. Like the fact that we beat them seven, two is a fluke. Like, I, I don't know if I'll ever see that again, to be honest, but uh, yeah, no, like with you guys, is it going to be a bounce back game? Is it a continuation of something or is it going to be something where, okay, it's just going to be a stalemate draw, something like that. So the, the thing with Villa, it's the most Villa thing ever is we just love to, well, we love to hate or hate to love whatever way you want to put it just former players love to score against us so i wouldn't be shocked if a drama a domitriori scores against us i mean it, it just it'd be so status quo but uh dave before we wrap things up here uh what's your score prediction uh i mean 
I always like to back my own team. I always go with a 2-1 Wolves win, and I think that one's pretty appropriate again for this weekend. So I will back Wolves. It'll be a close game. I think, you know, Villa have got quality players. Wolves are, you know, back at home wanting to prove a point after a pretty disappointing defeat. So, yeah, I will back Wolves. I'll go with a 2-1 Wolves win. Fair enough. I'm going to go the opposite. I, I was speaking to a uh, another Wolves uh podcast i think it was yet last night and they were saying two one to wolves and i was going two one yeah. so i'll stick with that but for all we know it's going to be nil nil or something like that so yeah probably da- yeah 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 that that's that sounds about right i mean we love to to concede a goal like it's always been in us so i wouldn't be shocked there um it, it's just interesting with us because i it's I just want to see Ollie Watkins score a little bit more. I think he needs to redeem himself after not scoring that penalty. And once again, it's nice to actually have a striker that can uh, score. No offense to the last few we've had. It just hasn't really uh, been a thing. So it's been nice to see, but uh, nonetheless, Dave, we'll get you out of here. But before we do, uh, do you want to plug any of your socials or anything? Yeah. Yeah. So it's at talking walls on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, YouTube. So yeah, talking walls everywhere. Awesome. Well, yeah, if you want to go give them stick after the game, before the game, feel free because <laughs> Wolves fans somehow like to give me and my uh, one of my uh, podcast oh. regulars stick as well. It's all good humor. I never take it personally. <laughs> so be sure to be kind if you're going to give them a little bit of stick. Don't take it too personally. But nonetheless, Dave, uh, thanks for coming on. Stay safe and uh, we'll chat soon. Of course, to the uh, Holtcast listeners of the Villa. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 